1: Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, coming live to you with episode 49, guys, we're almost at the big 50 mark, thank you to each and every one of y'all for tuning in and being on this journey with us, man, We've got a lot to talk about tonight, we got two commitments to talk about, possibly a future commitment this week, and of course we're going to go ahead and address the elephant on the internet right now, on three, and they're suspect bias, um downright you know fallacy. I mean (laughs) however you want to say it there's there's a lot of flawed logic out there and and we're gonna rant on it a little bit here in this show. So stick with us for that but if you're new to the podcast you're checking us out on YouTube man go ahead if you're if you like what you're hearing and subscribe to the channel drop a like on the video Hit the notification bell so you get a notification every time we upload new content. And guys, drop us a comment down below. We appreciate it. We read all your comments. Try to like all of them as well and respond when needed. And if you're just listening to podcasts, make sure you go out and download us wherever you get your podcasts from. We're available on all major providers. Guys, before we go any further, though, we want to go ahead and do the drawing live on there. We got the names in the hat ready to go. For the Scared Money Don't Make Money t-shirt from our good friends at Alma Mater, we we told you last month you had to like every video, be subscribed to the channel, and leave a comment down below. Some of y'all still ain't kind of all following directions and doing all three. (laughs) We're showing some leniency, but we're going to go ahead and draw that name right now and see who's winning this month little pieces of paper sticking together. The winner is Wicked Fresh four two six seven. Wicked Fresh, you commented in the in the comments, guys. Wicked Fresh, you can contact us on our Facebook group or on Twitter at Respect Our DCN. Just go ahead and send us a DM there, and we will make sure we get your information, man, and we'll go ahead and get that shirt sent your way. Thank you all that participated. Be on the lookout. We're going to do another giveaway next month. Our good friends at Alma Mater sent us a hat, a hat and a visor with the swinging Gator Golf logo on it. So we're going to go ahead and we'll we'll show those off here right before we do the giveaway and, and make some pictures of them. Um, so same, same rules apply, guys. You just got to be subscribed to the channel. Drop a like on every video in the month and leave some comments. It's pretty simple, man. And it's free stuff. <laughs> we all like free stuff. All right, guys. Let's jump right into it, man. We we started the week with a bang, uh, a big time commitment. Not not just at a, a rankings wise, but a, a big boy. Wes, I know is is a little happier today. He's been hammering on the offensive line coaches. I need a big tackle. I need a big offensive lineman, and we finally landed one. Fletcher Westfall, 6'8", 335 pounder out of Leesburg, West Virginia. We lost West there. He'll be right back in here. We're going to talk about it real quick while he's getting back in. Um, We beat out Arkansas and Clemson for this young man's commitment. Um, Some people said Clemson was second. Some people said Arkansas was second. I know Westfall himself did an interview that said Arkansas was number two. He did it with uh, Chad Simmons' own three, so I I, I don't recognize it by – (laughs) <laughs> principal um <laughs> it was probably doctor something who knows um guys this is a big time win for rob sale uh coach stapleton um and billy napier and company the offensive line is just uh, a bunch of big beefy boys just it's the only way to say it Wes, does this answer some of your concerns that you had about the offensive line recruiting
2: it's, it's kind of two-fold, Hurst. Uh, y'all know they, they kind of consider me a sunshine pumper, and I've been kind of hard on the offensive line and in the coaches at, at, at nauseum. But um, this is a big win. You beat Clemson for a guy that you wanted uh, until, I guess, Thursday. I'm going to take the kid at his, at his word that he made the call, the call to uh, Coach Napier and said that he was committed to the University of Florida. Up until that point, everybody thought he was going to Clemson. Big win um and and i like it you know i'm not going to sit here and be like well we need more we do need more but i like what they did they 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 got uh westfall uh great talented kid but when uh this is your highest in three years this is your highest recruit at the position as far as tackle as far as tackle not not the portal but as far as tackle we, i'm not uh going to go to uh Najee Harris and uh Kearney as far as those guys from the IMG that they got because I believe those guys are inside guys as far as tackle this is the highest recruit that is those guys have got that's correct you're right and as far as top 100 uh I want a top 100 guy. so I'm still want if if they get me and you, you know where I'm going if they get me the last guy on the board I know some uh I think uh my boy uh TT I'm gonna shout my boy TT out he was he was asking me about uh the the CJ Wilson was saying, uh not not our CJ Wilson, but Florida State CJ Wilson was saying some stuff about never uh, heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> uh this tackle that they're about to be we we're not that that's not even our what we're going after right now. Uh we, we're trying to get somebody you talking we about Jaden Daniels. No, not say it
1: again. I think is Jaden Daniels is the kid that they're about to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan. Jonathan Daniels. I apologize. That's yeah. how bad we don't even go We ain't even going after that yeah. kid because I can't even remember his name. I can tell you one thing about that kid. He's a tackle, but he's he's like 6'2", 280 pounds, and that isn't the kind of offensive lineman that we're recruiting.
2: Yeah, we, we, we've already got uh, four ta- four offensive linemen, correct? Am I, am I correct? Four? So our fifth offensive lineman that we're trying to get is Seton, and if mm-hmm. we get Seton, that's five. So what what he was trying to imply and what uh the, the rivals, of course, they're gonna try to come at us and say, Oh, we 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 about to bush y'all in there. no, I I right now our priority is getting seaton. If they get seaton Hurst, CJ, I'll lay off. Uh fans who who know I've I've been on the offensive line, a lot of you was contacted me whether on uh, uh different missions boards or uh in my DM saying, Hey Wes, are, are you satisfied? I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Because I still want that top 100 guy at uh, offensive tackle, and even though Seton plays inside, we I've chronicled how uh, our staff is going to play this guy on the outside because he plays IMG with other good uh, offensive linemen. Of course, you know IMG has a lot of good players from all over the the I'll say the the, the northeast southeast area. Uh, as far as on the team, so I won't see. If we get seen, then I really will shut up. But I am very, very impressed with what the staff did. They did a great job. I'm gonna give them what they do. Uh, Stapleton, Napier, uh, uh, um, Sale—they did what they were supposed to do. They, not, they did what they were supposed to do, and they got a good guy, and and I like him. And, and to me, that 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 fourth guy is a guy that you will want to have in your class. But if we get seen, that will say, okay, I, I will fall back because I really love. I know people call him the Germany german kid but i really love him and his feet uh he's a guy that you can develop uh i I feel i'm very high on him so you get a guy that's in the top 100 you get westfall and and you, you sitting pretty if you're asking me
3: cj hey guys it's uh cj the man mccann here uh hirsch forgot to to say hello Introduce us all, <laughs> man. That's I was the, excited the, about doing that, that giveaway,
1: that, man. That's, <laughs> the, that's the hype,
3: man. That's the hype, man. West over there <laughs> <laughs> nods at a bus. Yeah. Uh but no, uh, yeah, it's a great pickup. I, I've been on the board praying for Westfall, and and my my if going by what he says, my assumption was true that when I said a long time ago, don't let that kid go talk to Sam Pittman, and he was close to committing to Sam Pittman. Um, but it's a great win by the staff. I, I don't know who who deserves the most credit. I don't really care. Uh, it's a good win. The kid is massive. He's 6'8", 335. No matter what arm three will tell you, he's 335 pounds. He says, says he hadn't been under 300 pounds since the eighth grade. And based based on looking at the kid, I, I probably believe that. Um, he's a massive offensive tackle. He's got long arms, long legs. He's great for the uh, the the position. So, He's, he's an elite kid. He's a four star guy, and that's that's big. You need elite offensive tackles to develop. You know, developing three stars and great players is good, but like I said, it, it, the way they develop, if you can get them some elite prospects, there's no telling what they'll be able to do to to produce offensive linemen. So, getting Westfall is huge. I, I love it. I, I think that that is a big win for us. That helps out a lot, and really start to see this this class take some shape um, to kind of finish out because now it's just. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a puzzle where you've taken all the pieces and you fix the the corners. Now you've got the border all finished up, and you're just kind of get those last few pieces in the middle to make the picture. So, good luck to these guys. I think that I think that they're doing a great job. I think that Seton is definitely in play for us. I'd love to see us be able to snag him. If you get him, then you really have silenced the doubters. We don't really have any more to talk about. I still see a guy like Maskall. I think that he'll. Probably be a four star by the time he gets to campus. I, I think um, he's a kid that's going to rise in the ranking. At least I believe so. So definitely a big win to get Fletcher Westfall and a big win over two really good schools like Clemson and Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about getting this young man in the class. Um, obviously, he's not a top 100 kid, but he's he's up there, and this is one of those kids that. He's got the one thing that you absolutely can't teach for an offensive tackle, and that is elite size. Like, if you see this kid standing next to anybody, Coach Napier, his family, I mean, he's just a monster of a young man. So, you get that young man on campus working out, and the you know, he's just going to be ridiculous once he gets coached up by by these guys at the college level. I, I can't say enough about how thrilled I am about this recruiting win. Now let's talk about another one that wasn't – I don't think this one was as much of a fight. And I'm not saying that because nobody else wanted him. But today at 4.30 this afternoon, we got a commitment from Kendall Jackson. Not the wine, ladies, if you're listening at home. Kendall Jackson, defensive end at a Buck Holtz high school right there in Gainesville hometown boy commits to the Gators grew up a Gator fan. It was his, it was his dream to always play for Florida. He, he was supposed to commit on the 20th, put out an announcement last night that he was going to go ahead and get it done. Um, this is a kid now Kentucky wanted and Miami wanted big time. Miami was really after this young man. Um, and was really trying to steal them away from us. So everybody that last year was saying, oh, we can't out-recruit Miami for anyone. You know, this is another year. It's a different cycle. Things have changed this year. Um, Sorry, Mr. Ruiz and company. But this was a kid we had talked about previously that might not have a spot in this class, given the way things were going at one time. And that, you know, that wasn't a knock on the young man. It was a knock on the prospects that we were getting. I mean, we were getting really good kids. But I think this – I think he basically had to wait for the staff to call him and say, okay, you're in. And once he got that call, he said, all right, let's do it. Um, I think you're – you know, you saw some guys that we recruited previously like uh, – uh, Dalen Evans out of at, you know that's committed to Texas A&M and whatnot. Those those commitments didn't work out, or th- those you know those recruitments didn't work out. So this young man was able to get his spot in this class and uh, went ahead and made it happen today. CJ, are, what are your feelings on this commitment? I think it's good in the sense
3: of you went and you've you've gotten uh, a kid from your own backyard, literally. Um, I think that that helps a lot when it comes to coach and building relationships um, because you, you are putting trust in local coaches that they can produce talent. They're going to put in good words for you. So when you get kids um, that are like like an AR, like Anthony Richardson or somebody like that, that plays within the town, it, it goes a lot further because you, you've you taken kids from the school and you've, you've given your stamp of approval on what that coach is doing, and he's going to give you approval and kind of push kids that way. It's really good to to see that. and You're not getting beat out in your own backyard like we saw with Dan Mullen with a lot of kids that were just right there in the area that we just couldn't get, you know, because you didn't have great relationships with coaching staffs. Um, You know, Mr. Jackson is definitely, you know, he's rated at a three-star right now, but he's as close to being a four-star, I think, in the composite as you can be without being one. He's like a .89, which is right on the edge. Um, So I'm sure with his numbers last year, he had uh, 12 and a half sacks. So I think that, you know, you do something like that similar this year, maybe even increase that number, you're definitely going to get some, you know, some help in your ranking. So I assume probably by the time he gets here, his ranking will look much better. Um, I think that the coaching staff really likes him. They've had plenty of time to scout him. He's right there. So um, if, you know, there was something wrong and they didn't want him, they they had the firsthand look at him. But I think they like what they've seen from him, and he wants to be a Gator. The guy is from here. He's homegrown. Um, that's good. That's always good to have kids like that. It helps out, especially in a year like this when the the talent in Florida isn't exactly as up to snuff. Uh, there's a lot of kids that we weren't recruiting from Florida. It's not as high-powered this year, most of the kids that are pretty much off the board aside from the mainland kids um so you know there's a there's a few things going on there with that so definitely glad to get a kid from florida it helps out that you know billy napier wants to recruit florida and and definitely this went a long ways doing that um, by taking kids like kendall jackson
1: wes what are your thoughts on mr jackson
2: yeah, I love the addition. Uh, I know we all want four- and five-star players all the time. Uh, to me, you have to have guys like this that know that they may need time to develop, and that's going to stay in your program. With the transfer portal, you can't have... I'm not saying that you can't, but until you build your program to... even if you, you see this between even with Georgia and Alabama. We use them because fans are familiar with them that listen to us. Uh, sometimes they even have players that leave and go to other places. But you want players that, okay, this guy's in our backyard, uh, as C.J. alluded to, and he knows he needs to develop to get to be that. So by the time he's he's in the program three four years, you got to have those type of three stars that you want to develop. When you've done your job as far as getting the five-star or the high-end four-star guys that are going to probably play early as far as freshman, sophomore, this is a guy that maybe by his senior year that's probably going to play four years of football. we like, are being honest. Uh, he might play four years of football, but you want to keep those type of guys in the program, and and that type of guy that have the vision that 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 you have as a culture. Which I know that that's what we've harked on uh, as far as Billy Napier, uh, Coach Chaos, and those guys what they're trying to develop. You want these type of guys as well to add depth to that D line room. So uh, my perspective uh, to. to to got to go awaywards because CJ hit all the other good points uh, to go on this side of it is you want that type of guy in your locker room that uh, from the backyard uh, of Gainesville, uh, uh, borderline four-star guy that knows he needs time that just won't hop in the transfer portal because we have other guys hiding the rating because he knows with himself, the more I work, the better I'll get. I see what these guys are doing, but I'll max out my ability and I'll be playing my junior senior year. So you want that because you got to keep the – with the way college football got free and the free agency of what that is, guys leave left and right. So you can't have all these high-end guys. Sometimes you need guys that are going to stay in the program and develop. And when they see the, uh, uh, when they believe in the coaching and what they're doing. So
0: I love it.
1: Yeah. A couple other notes real quick on Kendall before we move on. Um, this is, this is some things that were told to me one. He's absolutely far and away the best player on that team uh, from people that have seen him play in person, last season and that's a very talented football team two this is a young man that did not really do the camp circuit and if you're a guy and we've talked about this before and we're about to get into it again (laughs) if you're a guy that doesn't do the camp circuit and you're already not ranked high it's not going to help you um so if you don't go to their camps they're not going to pump you up. But we're going to get into that in just a minute. So two more great commitments for the Gators. And like we said, we might have another one before the week ends. Teddy Foster tweeted out yesterday and put on his Instagram. His birthday is Friday. He's going to go ahead and make his commitment. Um, The way we've heard it is it would be an absolute shock if Teddy Foster was not a Gator. Uh, Miami's been after him. North Carolina's been after him. But he, he loves what Corey Raymond has told him and sold him on and the in the development he can get from Coach Raymond. Um, and this is a kid, once again, we're not going to go too far into it. We'll talk about it next week if and when he commits to the Gators. But this is a kid that's not going to move a lot of needles at first glance. You're going to look at him. At, he's got a low ranking right now. He hasn't played football very long. He's only played football for like a year and a half or something of that nature. It, he, he's, he's very raw. He's not a guy – that's going to come in and, and probably make waves as a freshman. He's going to be a stash and stash and develop kind of guy, kind of like Kendall might be. You get him on here. You've got some already talent brought, you know, young talent brought into the room. He can play behind them, learn, get developed by Coach Raymond. But there's a lot of big programs that have really shot up for Teddy Foster real quick. So we'll talk more about that next week, if and when he commits to the Gators Friday. We just feel really good about it. But of course, we already mentioned guys, we've got we've got something to talk about. And I know we we rant on rankings on this show. We have since day one for different you know reasons and whatnot. And I know Gator Nation is up in arms right now about our friends at Own Three. And if and if maybe you don't know, maybe you don't know, Hirsch, what are you talking about? What is what's going on? What did Own Three do now? Well, they're a terrorist organization, and uh, <laughs> so if you if you were under a rock or you don't follow recruiting rankings closely, On Three released their updated rankings this week, and proceeded to within these rankings, seven of the Gators' eight top commitments all dropped in ranking, including DJ Lagway, who dropped. I believe it was 20 spots to number 46 in the country in their rankings. Um, and to be very honest with you guys, the reasonings on some of these kids make no sense. Now on three guys have gone to the podcast world. We're not having them on ours. Cause I don't care what they have. I don't, if I got one of those guys on here, I'd be too argumentative. It would not be a, uh, and I think CJ would just, you know, go off on a tangent. Um, the reasonings were just chasing their tail and, and dodging, dodging the questions on a lot of things. And it's just a whole ridiculous situation. CJ, I know you want to rant on it. I'm giving you the floor, man. Say what you have to say. I just,
3: I don't understand how you can be that far off. On kids, When you look at a kid, and I'm going to use Javante Waller as just the the yardstick, if you will, you've got four ranking services, two of which have him at a five-star level, and Rivals has him at the cusp of being a five-star kid. On three doesn't even have him nationally ranked. He's not in their top 300 prospects. He's a three-star because you're telling me he's too short to play the position. When you don't even have his accurate height, you don't know. You, you've, you've proven all week you don't have accurate heights and weights on any of these damn kids. And you're going to sit here and tell me that that's why you you rated him where you did? That's bull. That's crap. It's not. I, I don't understand. And I, I do understand it. I get it. You've got one guy, Mr. Mr. Powers, not Kenny Powers. That'd be way cooler. But Mr. Mr. (laughs) Powers over there who believes that his opinion supersedes everybody else's opinion when everybody else has these kids ranked in some place. And I'm not saying you're not going to always agree. You you could disagree. You definitely disagree. You could definitely disagree because he disagrees a lot. But the reason he disagrees seems to have a lot to do with the helmet these men are are choosing to put on. And, And that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. That's what happens when you have only one guy doing it because everybody as a human being has a natural bias. If I was if I was running these things and I was the only one, would I tank FSU kid commits rankings? You're damn right. I probably would. I probably <laughs> would, but that's a natural bias. And that's what he's doing to us. Because it's not just us that we're looking at. Look at where he's at on kids like Luke Croman, Jonathan Daniels. And Elijah Moore, he went the complete opposite direction. All three of those men, two of them are committed to Florida State, one trending heavily to Florida State. He's got them the opposite direction with rankings, whereas the rest of the country says they're mid at best. He says, "Oh, they're great talents. They're great talents. They project to the NFL. They project to the NFL." They, they, we looked at kids. We looked at uh, five hundred kids, and they all. Ranked within this composite, and we believe that we have set up a ex, extreme. Blah 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 blah. blah where, where they, they can they can succeed in the NFL. That's hogwash. We're not hogwash. stupid. We're not stupid. If it wasn't, why would it? Why would it just be Florida kids? Like, why would you just take the Florida kids and they'd be so far off in a completely other side of the ranking? when you've got the same thing you're doing with Florida State kids. This is why you need more than one person doing this. You need more than two people doing this. You need more than people. You need like 10, 10 to 20, 30 people doing this. That way everybody's natural bias is accounted for, and it just kind of evens out. One guy running these rankings ain't going to work. And another thing, this is this is the main point. You are screwing with these kids' money now. Because they have NIL contracts, and their ranking has a lot to do with that. You are screwing with their money. It's not just the fact that you're just playing around; you're shooting blanks on a keyboard all day. You're messing with people's livelihoods at this point because you want to be funny, or, or you want to you want to just do what you want to do because they don't they don't wear the right logo. I hope that all the Florida fans out there listening. Stop giving these people your money. I know, I know you like all these guys. I know you like Bender, and I love Nick De La Torre, and, and I love Keith, and they're 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 good dudes. And I get that that's why you want to stay. But the only way for us to get this to change, for it to stop, is for us to stop contributing to the the, the nonsense, where these guys can just mess with these kids' rankings and just come up with a whole load of crap, and, and they're just. We're talking about like heights and measurements and weights of camps that you didn't go to, or because some coach told you this is what his height and weight is when you didn't even find it out. You're just lying. You're just you're just you're just lying. Oh well, you know you know we need to we need to measure these kids through the summer camps and stuff, and, and it's just it, you're not you're not actually doing anything. You're one man. You expect me to believe that you've gone and scouted all these kids? I don't think you have. I don't think that's possible. I think it's bullcrap. I think you're lying to people, and, and and it's not it's not right because you're not just hurting like fan bases. Like I get us on here, and, you know, we're all we're just a bunch of fans with a bunch of sour grapes that we don't like where our guys are ranked. We don't we don't care what you want to put them at, but you're messing with them, and that's that's what's really pissing us off because we know how good they. I know how good Jamal Waller is. I don't give a shit where you rank him. To be completely honest. I've watched the man play. I know how good DJ Lagway is. I don't give a crap what you tell me about. Oh, well, you know, he misses high a few times and he throws a really fast ball. And, you know, after kids have done 500 reps at the end of the day, the wide receivers are dropping a few passes that he was throwing them. You know, then that's his fault. It's a load. You're lying. You're lying to these people. I'm sick and tired of it. Stop. Stop lying. You come. I don't care what you tell me. I don't give a crap that you're like the only site that has Kendall Jackson ranked as a four star. I don't give a crap. I don't care. You're just you're just making up crap as you go along. Like, hey, look at us. We we put him as a four star. We don't have any bias. <laughs> it's it's just I, I don't understand it. You you write articles where you only get one side of the story, namely the Rashada situation last year. You never talked to the people that actually run our collective. You never called them on the phone. I'm sure they would have loved to talk to you about it. But you never not call a one one phone one, call, not one phone call to these people that actually deal with the numbers. And then you're going to act like, well, I don't know what happened there. Yes, you do. You run the damn site, you idiot. Of course, you know what I'm you expect me to believe this. You don't know. Kiss my ass. All three can kiss my ass. I'm done.
1: <laughs> Real quick, and I, I got to give a little segue so Wes can can follow that up. But. Going back to Jamal Waller, let, let me let me talk about one thing that I saw Mr. Powers say in his interview was that he was there to see him run a four Okay, one forty is a, is a basis for for measurables. What if the guy, what if the kid just had a bad day? And this is what we were talking about months ago on this very show, and we talked about it ironically enough with this conversation started with Kormani um, last year because he had a bad camp and drop. Now, of course, at the time, we still thought we were getting Cormani when we were talking about this. But how can you base, especially now in the NIL era, and CJ was just talking about this, how can you base your rankings on one camp show? So what if the kid wakes up that morning with a with a stomach bug, or you know, or or he, he stepped on a Lego that morning and his foot hurt? I mean, you know, whatever. Name your own catastrophe that could have happened. Personal problem. I mean, just name it. We all have it. You all wait. We we all woke up one morning and had a bad day, and then. Add that the pressure now that you've put on these kids at a camp setting to perform unbelievable, like, Oh my God, if I, if I stumble out of the box on my 40, am I going to get dropped a hundred spots in the ranking? Or I wore the wrong cleats today. (laughs) I mean, and, and, and I slipped a few times I'm, I'm a corner and I'm covering a guy and I slipped a few times because I wore the wrong length on my spikes. I mean, it's just, it's lunacy. And that's where what CJ said makes the most sense, that you need a group of people that can can objectively sit there and look and go, I've seen the kid play. He's phenomenal. He had a bad camp day, that day at camp. That, that was not his best showing. His best showing was, let me talk to you about last year, game seven of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he had... You know, he was out there. He had three sacks, 12 tackles, a fumble recovery, (laughs) you know, real world talk. Not, I don't think the kid's going to be a first round NFL draft pick. Really? That's what we're basing this on? Wes, I know we've put a lot out there, but I know you've got some takes on this as well. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your take on all of this?
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, Hirsch. and CJ. I agree with everything you said, um, and I want you guys—you guys—control our Twitter account. I want our followers and Gator Nation, whoever's on Twitter or whatever, to clip this. If you guys clip it, that's fine. This is directed at Josh P. Because of what he said, and I and I'm a big fan of Josh P. I listen to um, same. A, he, he likes Billy Napier, so it's not like directed in malice or anything like that but this is just something he said that uh i agree with what he said but this is my counterpoint to what he said and uh, i would like to have dialogue with him back and forth or how we do it uh however we can't do it to this point and that's why i'm asking guys to do that for me as far as cause we see the part we had we had those guys on uh, ali's podcast uh those guys were talking to ali the day were trying to write uh articles whatever they could do to uh so get nation we have power. So I'm, I'm I'm tapping into you guys and ask you guys to do this for me as well so that I can have a dialogue with Josh Payton. And what I mean by that is what, what he said today, what what I said I didn't disagree with what he said. He said he understands why going to camps, uh, because you can actually put a let's say a a Anderson uh, that went five uh, the the Anderson that went to Alabama.
1: Will Anderson
2: uh, Will Allen's Anderson and you can put him against Larry Tuncil. I'm just speaking hypothetical and see, okay, how did this guy perform at, at camps? And that's why some guys can move up or down in the rankings. My, and, and I get that because when you playing against high school ball, we, we we play high school ball. All of us play high school ball. Sometimes you go against a guy that's not even supposed to be over there and you, you're going to whip. him. And so you might get five sacks in one game to, to, uh, boost your stats. So I get what he was coming at. My point to that, Josh, um, and this is respectfully because I would like to have this kind of dialogue, is we saw Zach Wilson at his pro day for the Jets doing a 360 turn out of the, and try to throw the ball down the field. And they say, oh, he's the next Aaron Rodgers. When you put guys out of pads and put them in these camps or combines, uh, we've seen the NFL combines, guy running 4-2, oh, God, he's fast. But when you put the pads on them and put them in uh, – Team drills. He can't do what he did in those shorts and, and t-shirts. So, while I get what you're saying as far as you want to, especially when it comes to high school, uh, you want to put a guy against another elite guy. Those guys don't have pads on. It's not. It's a pass rush drill when the defensive end knows the pass rush drill. You know what I'm saying? So you have to. You have to put when 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 they, when, they, when you guys say things like that, you have to put. You have to give context to what you're saying. So, although these camps are good and these camps are, uh, uh, can put how much? Are you, how much weight are you putting into my question? How much weight are you going to put into that when we look at the film? When we see this guy on the film, how are you weighing what you see in a camp? What you see on film? And that is my question. You got to look at the film as well. The film don't lie, and the film is in a, in a set the same as you saying. When, when, there's no variables. That DN doesn't know if it's pass rush. That DN knows if he's gonna run. Is a run. Is the quarterback's about to run. He doesn't know it's play action. He doesn't know any of those things. So when you try to say, um, Josh, when you try to say, okay, we're gonna do this in a camp setting and we get in a control area, I get that. I get that, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. But you have to also put in context when a guy. When we we've seen guys at Florida. We've heard about him in practice. Oh, he looks good in practice, but when the when it when it's uh the in the swamp and the lights are bright, he can't perform. And I'm just speaking as Florida. That's in every college area. You can go to Alabama, you can go to Georgia. There's guys that look good in practice but don't perform well when the lights are bright. So you can't always you can't say they can move up and down in 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 high school rankings, but the film don't matter. So my, so my question to that is which matters more? Or how much weight are you putting in what you see in these one like and in the verse that and CJ and Hirsch gave, okay, he might have a stomach bug. He might have had the wrong cleats on when he ran his 40. He might have not been feeling well. Uh, mom might have got on him about he didn't come home, but uh, he didn't call last night. <laughs> girlfriend might mad. We, it's high school, it's puberty, puberty, so you don't know what these guys are going through and when, when they go to these camps and what's going on. This might have been the fourth camp after three visits to Alabama. Oh, I went to California. Oh, I went to Texas. All over the country. So we don't know what it's going through when we go and we talked about it. We chronicled on our, our podcast last year about is it uh, beneficial for some of these guys when you're ranked where you at to go to these camps? You know what I'm saying? Because if you go to these camps, and you are at a five star. Then Do you really want to lose your ranking to go to this camp where you are at a five star when your film speaks for itself? If you really that guy, like if you a Jeremiah Smith, you don't. I mean, you just that guy. You're Jeremiah Smith. You know what I'm saying? Or if you Trevor Lawrence, you just that guy. So it don't matter where you go, you know you are that guy. But don't don't know. Give me this camps is gonna make ed, is the, the the be all. I understand why they move up. Well, do do you understand what the film says? Because I bet the Jets wish they didn't draft Zach Wilson at number two <laughs> overall right now behind Trevor Lawrence because he did a three sixty at a controlled, like you said, a controlled pro day. And he was making throws to guys on air, guys he played with. DJ Lagway at his, at the Elite uh, Eleven wasn't throwing the guys he played with in high school. Those weren't his guys, and it was chronicled about how those guys were tired. It was, it was the end of the drill. But uh, the other camps he performed well, so that's why he dropped because he he did well at these other camps, but at the elite, elite Eleven he had a bad time. So I leave it alone. Um, Hurst sent me, just, you know. Let it go. No, so I, I got something thing. that you said yeah. about
1: DJ that I kind of want to piggyback off of. And this was.
2: Clip that. Don't. Clip that for me, please. <laughs> Charles, <laughs>
1: Charles Power had made this comment specifically about why DJ dropped 20 spots. And this is what he said. I, we would like to see him be more consistent during the season and in all star settings. Which to me is Elite 11 camp. You know, our Under Armour game and camp, I'm I'm assuming that comes with that. But here's the thing. And you turn around and say, well, this is our projection of them as a future NFL player. What the hell does a all-star setting have to do with being an NFL player? Because. You know, you watch them guys at the Pro Bowl when they're doing the skills competition. They're laughing and carrying on and playing. They ain't taking that serious. An all-star setting is for the. It should be for fun, not for my whole future. You know, my financial future could be on the line. I mean, you know, oh, now I got. To, I'm, I was the twentieth kid to throw in these drills today. All my receivers have been running routes for three and a half hours. And now my future is in their hands, literally. <laughs> and they're all dog tired. But what What? I mean, but DJ Lagway ain't going to come out and say, oh, they was tired. What was me? That ain't his way because he's a leader. Plain and simple. DJ, Lagway. you're not going to see DJ Lagway on mm. Twitter. Oh, my, my receivers were tired and dropping balls and, and, they a bunch of clowns and saying anything negative about any of those kids. What did they say? His dad and him were on Twitter the next day saying kudos to those young men for being out there running routes for three, three and a half hours and still going through with it by the time DJ came up the throat.
2: Hirsch, intangibles don't matter.
1: At all.
3: Leadership. No, they're not factored in. They're not factored Leadership. Into, the, into the composites. Um, never mind game lot.
1: film. Of, and, and I know we can sit here as Gator fans and, and rip all day about our guys getting, you know, unjustly dropped. And that's fine and dandy. But here's the thing that really bothers me now is the the, the just absolute chasing your tail in their explanation of things. You say one thing over here. I like to see him perform better in all-star settings. But then you go on an interview 24 hours later and say, oh, it's a projection of your NFL future that we're doing. I never looked at a guy at a camp like that, at an Elite 11 camp. He hadn't even started his senior year of high school and said, you know what? He missed six passes today. I don't think that kid might – he might not be a first-round draft pick in four or five years. Really? Really? Is that what we're doing?
3: Well, the with thing kids? with it is, it doesn't—it doesn't freaking matter. We're not supposed to project in the NFL. They have guys that see do that. Right NFL it. scouts. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You projected <laughs> how good they're going to be at college.
2: To that,
3: that's what that is. That's what the whole star ranking's for. Three-star player, he's going to contribute in college. Four-star player, he's going to make an impact in college. Five-star, he's ready to go right now. You can plug him into college. That's what that's always been. Now, all of a sudden, well, how do they project to the NFL? It's a bunch of hogwash. Stop giving me crap about, well, Jamonte Waller, he doesn't have the measurables. And then you're going to tell me, well, DJ DJ Lagway can't do it in an all-star game. So which one is it? DJ Lago is a freak athlete. He's got great size. He can run 30 miles an hour. That doesn't project. You're not going to see that at a combine. We saw Anthony get Richardson get drafted in the top five on the back of that. So what is your what is your deal? Like and I that just I situation can't, doesn't even. I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand. So it's not your job to project these guys to the nFL you want to go do that go get a damn job with the saints or go get a job with the falcons
2: i was cj Even i was Crouch
1: gonna, would get a I was job gonna with disagree
2: saints. with you but did when you brought the the uh because from what i heard i thought that that was where they were supposed to do five stars are supposed to be the guys that they projected that that that's back when when i first started following recruiting that's what i heard but to your point if you go to say uh if you're going to see it wasn't on the field stuff that it was, I don't want to say it was on the field stuff that didn't contribute to uh, Anthony Richards getting drafted top five, but it was a lot about the measurables too, as well. Like you said, so if you look at DJ Lagway, he's like a, a, almost a clone of what you just said. So I agree with you. I was going to disagree, but then when you hit me with that last point, I have no.
1: <laughs> no. Well, an Elite 11 camp does not play to DJ Lagway's strengths as, exactly. a, as a quarterback anymore. He needs shots fired. But I want to read can't something. run real and quick. scramble and
3: make a play? What what are you looking for?
1: Before we before we move on from this, I want to read something from our good friend Christopher Zen on Twitter. If you don't follow Chris, you should be because Chris calls it as it is. And I want to read this. This is a tweet that he put out today. The manipulation. Of the rankings is less about a specific team; it is a constant manipulation of the rankings to drive conversations and interactions, which is how they make money. What's the point of ranking 300 players in March and never and, and it never drastically changes? Change drives traffic. Now I want y'all to think about that if you're listening to this or watching. They're not just manipulating the rankings. They're manipulating you. They're manipulating us. because for the last 20 minutes. We've ranted about it. And we're talking about them. Now we're not driving. I'm not driving traffic on their websites. Because I'm not on it right now.
3: (laughs) I'm trying to do the opposite. I want you to stay away from their website.
1: Exactly. And that and therein is why I wanted to read Chris's tweet and talk about it. I need you to think about it because I stopped when I read his tweet I stopped and thought about it and I was like, wow he is exactly correct. they are by doing something drastically different than the guy down the street you know um McDonald's uh, you know they have the you know they're, they're the, the Big Mac and Burger King's got the Whopper they're different but yet the same. You might be craving one one day and one the next, but here's the thing: by by drastically doing these little changes and things, we've been talking about Jamanta Waller for three days and bitching about it. And now these guys have gone on podcasts. They they've been all over Twitter. They're tweeting at our fan base and just driving interactions through the roof, and therefore more publicity. It's 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 just it's been great publicity for them one way or another because there is no such thing as bad publicity unless you're Bud Light. <laughs> well, the thing, I mean, too, is
3: if there's a fan base that's easy to piss off. And we're the ones. We're the one. Florida, because we have – us and I think Ohio State, you could say the same for them, and Miami, too. You've got some fan bases that are pretty big. They've got a large, large following and a heavy social media presence, and they're easy to piss off. We react when we're poked.
1: The fuse. It doesn't take anything to light the fuse, and it just goes. So, if there's a fan base to pick
3: on, it's us. Why wouldn't you? We're the ones.
1: We've got like a trap. They, 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 they they lay the trap, and we set it every time.
3: Yeah, and and, I mean, hey, you know, good for them. They're making their money, but they're not going to get any from me.
1: (laughs) Now that the rant is over, and I just want to stop for one second and just say to to all y'all listening. Think about that next time when they do it again and they're going to do it again. It's this This man has started three companies on the same basis, sold them off and started all over. It's, it's the world's most legal pyramid scheme right now. He is just, he's done the same model in three places. And, and in another few years, he'll sell off on three and he'll do it probably again. It's just, if it's if it's still working, why stop? And and so what I want you to do is is try, if possible, to just not even bite an eyelash at it. Don't talk at them. Don't don't tweet at them. Don't do nothing with them. Let this sleep. Let them dogs lie in their own bed and quit and quit driving sending money their way because it's what's happening in the long run. All right, guys, we're done. We're done talking about it. It's over. We're moving That's on. Up. CJ, give us some positive news, man, about the Gators baseball oh, prospect. Man, we, we had a great. We
3: had a great week for the Gators baseball team. We had a bunch of kids get drafted. They're going to play in the show. You can use Wyatt Langford in the show, which is really badass. I
1: used him. <laughs> he got drafted.
3: I got him and Harrison Bader and Jonathan India all in my outfield and my Diamond Dynasty. It's awesome. I'm having a great time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Wyatt Langford first off. Wyatt Langford's going to play uh for the Texas Rangers. Probably the best position he could have ended up, given the yep. teams that were picked. Everybody's like, oh, no, why are they passing on Wyatt? And Wyatt's just sitting there like, thank God, I'm not going to play for Detroit. I went to
1: a first-place team. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not going to play for Detroit. <laughs> but good for him. And then the, the news of the night, me and, me and Hurst were super excited. Hurston Waldrop getting drafted by the Atlanta Braves. Uh, that's going to be great for him, considering what the Atlanta Braves have done in their pitching organization. Um, the kid's got elite stuff, breaking ball stuff, and he's only going to get better in the Atlanta Braves camp. Um, definitely looking at the the roster of pitchers for the Atlanta Braves. There's if he if he takes that next step, Hurston's going to have a spot in the lineup because you look at some guys like Charlie Morton. He's not going to be around much longer. Um, you know, you've got some guys that are going to start getting aged out, but good for. Good for uh, Hurst and Waldron. Super excited for him. Uh, Brandon Sproat gets drafted by the Mets again. Uh, the Mets really like Brandon Sprout. Um I'm glad <laughs> for Brandon. Good for him, man. You know, I'm going to feel the same way about him that I do uh, Pete Alonso. I'm not rooting for the Mets, but I am rooting for you guys uh, for sure. Uh, then Josh Rivera gets picked up, and he's, to me, the steal of the draft. And I think a lot of guys wrote this article about it, just a guy that you found that was like a diamond in the rough. Uh, Rivera's going to the Chicago Cubs. Great for him. He's a young man that I think you are going to see in the bigs for the next few years. He's he's ex- he's improved. Um, he's taking a step. He's taking initiative to get better. And now he's going to have the best facilities and the best coaches in the world to take more steps in getting better. Better. So the guy's great. He took a major step with his swing mechanics. Took a step at the plate with the bat. Did a great job this year. I think he hit nineteen home runs. Great season for him. And he's a great shortstop, too, on top of that. We also saw Philip Abner get drafted. Um, my man, Phil, on the Hill. Congrats to you, man. Uh, he's going to play for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He did announce that he will be signing with them. There was some speculation maybe he would change his mind because uh, he got drafted later in the round. So, you know, at that point, it's kind of maybe I will, maybe I won't go back to college. Uh, but he did say he's going to play for the Diamondbacks. So good luck to you, man. Hope you kill it up there. I love Phil. I think Phil is one of the um more underrated players on that roster. Um then we have our friend Mr. Uh Colby Halter, was drafted by the Oakland Athletics. Uh no word on whether or not he's gonna go with the Oakland Athletics or not. I believe he's got one more year of eligibility. Um I I, I would assume with um Shelton coming in and uh Dale Thomas still being here for, for now. Uh I would assume that that Colby might go play. For the Athletics, I think that's one thing um, that's possible. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then some ben, some weird news. Uh, we picked up uh, Kelly Austin in the transfer portal. He was going to come in and be one of our rotation pitchers, maybe a starter. Nick De seemed to believe he would be a rotation guy. Uh, was a great player at UCLA. I, I was kind of surprised when Nick wrote that, and that might be what surprised him too when he got there if he found that out because he decided to uh, sign as an undrafted free agent with the – on, I'm totally blanking. We're, <laughs> I'm totally blanking. I've got so many kids that I'm trying to keep up with. Houston Astros. So he's going to play for the Houston Astros as an undrafted free agent. Good luck, Kelly Austin. Um, and then Liam Peterson, who was a projected third-round pick, who's a Gators recruit for the 2023 class. Uh, Said no, no to the MLB, and he will be coming to join the Florida Gators, which is a major recruiting win for us. It's always really difficult when you're like Kevin O'Sullivan and you recruit high rated kids because it's hard to fight against the MLB wanting them, uh, which is a great problem to have for sure. But um, definitely sometimes it takes some air out of your recruiting classes when you lose some kids to the MLB. He was a perfect game All American. Mr. Liam Peterson, right handed pitcher, going to add some great depth to the rotation next year, decided that he would definitely be staying and going to play for Florida I told the uh, teams drafting hey man don't pick me I'm just gonna go to college so great news for us we had a lot of guys and we're gonna keep rooting them on in the the big leagues might not see them for a few years they're gonna go through the minors and stuff so don't get disheartened um, they will be there they're that good you know it takes a little while sometimes for that to happen but being a lot of them went through college it won't take as long. As like a high school kid because they kind of had some experience, so they won't go to single A. Most of them will probably go to double A. Um, Mr. Hurston Waldrop uh, will be going back to Mississippi. Uh, (laughs) Kind of rough for all the Southern Miss fans that poo-pooed on him. They get to go watch him play for the Mississippi Braves. So good luck to Hurston. He's a hometown kid here from my hometown. We're all really super proud of Hurston. Um, We're glad to see he's going to be playing for our our Atlanta Braves. So good luck to him, man. Just, Just a great time for the Florida baseball team. Uh, you want to be a you know you want to be an MLB player? You come play for Kevin O'Sullivan. He's going to turn you into one. So we'll be having a conversation again next year. With Jack Caglione, owns the first pick off the board. So <laughs> just Absolutely. just a great time for these guys. Congratulations! Just, That's great. We just, had and we're the only school to have a top five pick in um, football and baseball in the same yep. in the same athletic season. So good the
2: good only, job. The only on
1: disappointment <laughs> the Gators baseball team really had this weekend was Pete didn't have his regular. Uh, Great showing at the Home Run Derby, man. I, I don't think Pete Tartt was in it as much this year. I think I think he's he's been there, done that.
3: Yeah, but the, you know how many of those things can you win? It really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, nobody nobody's going to sit here and tell you that Pete Alonso isn't a great power hitter. You yeah. don't need five. home uh, runs sure That guy that
2: said King Jr. was overrated, but, but that.
1: Let's not go there. You want to see Hirsch get real. We're not upset real. This, fast. this episode,
3: this episode will be an hour long. If, There's another, enough a, another hour. This
1: episode, you don't need yeah. me to go there. That junior was me. my junior was my dude growing up. So I'm no, going to stop. All right. All right. Gator nation. We appreciate you as always sitting through with us, man, as we, we blew off some steam. We ran it a little bit, but at least we also got to talk about a couple of great commits Hopefully next week, when we do our episode next week, we're, we're talking about another commit. And before long, we might not be able to talk about commits for a while because this class is getting very close. We're at 19 commits right now, probably taking 25 kids in the class. So next week, we'll we'll talk after Teddy Foster does or does not commit to Florida, which we assume at this point he is. We've got uh, we'll SEC talk about, media days next week, too. Absolutely. we got that, too. But – Next week, we'll probably sit down and talk about those last five spots and who we see as the most likely to fill those last five or so spots that, you know, and this class is going to be done. And then we're going to have to start talking about 25 kids, man, because we're going to get bored on here if, if Billy keeps recruiting like this. It's not He makes our job easy for a couple of months, and he's going to make it hard. At least maybe yeah. by the season. You know, the season will be here, and then we'll be able to talk about real football. 50 days, ladies and gentlemen, 50 days from today, the Florida Gators will be at Utah kicking off and we will be ready to run. So guys, thank you as always for, for tuning in. If you're listening wherever you get your podcast from or you're watching us here on the YouTube channel, please make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You know, Leave us a comment down below. Tell us what you think about this ratings fiasco down below or tell us what you think about one of the commits we got today or who you'd like to see in the class here, you know, in these last five to six spots. But thank you,
3: as always. CJ, what do you got for the people before we leave? Just make sure you're always supporting us as creators. Check out our friends at Alma Mater. Congratulations to our friend earlier for winning the uh, the hat. Oh, not, excuse me, not nope. the hat, the T-shirt. T-shirt. The, t-shirt. the T-shirt. I'm sorry, the T-shirt. We're going to have you away some hats soon, but. Um, thank congratulations to you winning the Scared Money Don't Make Money t shirt. If you're disappointed, you missed out on it. Guess what? We've got some good news. You can go down to the link and you can buy it from our friends at Alma Mater. Just use our link, it helps us out a ton. Helps them out a ton. Uh, definitely helping us support them and and support Gator businesses producing some really great stuff over there. Football season's coming up, so I know that uh, they're probably going to pick up over there pretty shortly with some more stuff. They can't keep it on the shelves. Uh, you guys are doing a great job helping us out a bunch. Check out the Twitter page. Check out our Facebook. Uh, Again, we've kind of been parking on the Patreon. Patreon is soon. Soon we will be announcing what we're going to be doing over there to try to get you guys to to head over to the Patreon. Got some special stuff uh, planned up over there, especially with football season looming. So thank you guys for all the support. It helps us out a bunch. And uh, keep keep conversing with us, chatting with us. We've loved the engagement here recently. Seen an uptick in that, and that's really fun to see. So we really appreciate it. But thank you guys for real.
1: Absolutely. Wes, send us home, man.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: apologize, you guys. I won't be here next week. Hersh uh, and CJ already. Oh, know. that's
1: right. Wes is going on another daggone trip.
2: Yeah. Uh, Can't hide money. CJ thought I was going to Jamaica. He, he let me think I was going to Jamaica, but I'm going to St. Lucia uh, next week uh, from the 17th through the 21st. So, you guys wish me luck, safe travels uh, to all our fans out there. And we thank you guys for all of your support. I really, really, really appreciate you guys. Our numbers will continue to grow. Um, I'm starting to, on the Facebook page, put some stuff out as far as videos of some past, you know, highlights that, you know, bring back the nostalgia and make you feel like, wow, because I, I put that uh, uh clip of uh, Fred Taylor, who's one of my favorite players with Jacques Green, uh, earlier this week. And I, I shared it to some other Facebook groups as well and the feedback was like everybody loved that and and I don't want to get into the seat arrangement thing and everybody talking about how loud Swamp was at that time because older veterans, a lot of those guys are on Facebook and they love that uh, clip so I'm going to have one tonight uh, which we're leading to tomorrow Uh, after we get on this podcast I have one tonight, you guys will see that that'll be, I think I'm going to do the Antonio Calloway against Tennessee. I think I'm going to go with that one tonight. I think you guys will love that one. So I'm going to go to Antonio Calloway tonight uh, against Tennessee. And and I just love the fans' reaction from our guys at Florida and Tennessee's reaction. Like, they were just slumping, like, wow, that really happened. So I'm going to do that. And congratulations to our guy that won the T-shirt tonight. And as Hurst and CJ said, we're going to do the giveaway for the hat in a couple months. Hey, we almost there. Football season is right around the corner. So uh, we're going to have some things, some good things for you guys to follow. Uh, again, if you guys have power, clip that Josh Pate uh, clip that I did. So me and him can have some dialogue on Twitter. Uh, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you to, again, our veterans out there. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys for all that you do to, have, to give us this freedom to do what we're doing now. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby.